Hey, Gritty Friend. So happy you are here. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5. Today we're going to chat all about lifelong learning, its importance, and some of my all-time favorite books that have truly made a difference in my life of not just how I am personally, but also in business and as a leader. Lifelong learning, it is exactly as its name describes. Life is about constant learning. You learn a new app. You learn a new sport. You learn how to drive a stick shift. I know I'm dating myself here. These are all still learning. Now with any new skill comes practice, as it is the only way to get better. Sometimes we don't have the time to take a break just to read. But if you're here and listening to a podcast, obviously you're still opening to learning and can do it on in alternative ways. That's a great thing about tech, right? And that's the best place to start. Fit it into your lifestyle. And it's all it can always be a challenge when you're a you have a job, you're a parent, you're a spouse. And, you know, the all over basic adulting in general, but the important thing is to just fit it in, even in small pieces. And today is all about this, my favorite books and what their importance is. And I can't wait to dive in with you. So let's do that, shall we? Hey friends, welcome to The Gritty Coach. If you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, or even stuck in your business, don't worry. I completely know where you're coming from, and I've been there before. But now you want to get some clarity, a plan, and you're ready to take your business to the next level, then you are in the right place. My name's Erica, and I'm the Gritty Coach. Just a little about me. I'm a veteran, a wife, a boy mom, a twin mom, and a fur mom. And after 20 years in the Navy and my unique life experiences, I am here to help you smooth and polish your business practices through what I like to call gritty love. So if you think you're tough enough, sit back, buckle up, and let's get gritty. Welcome back. So I really want to start and preface by I've not always had a growth mindset. I had to start somewhere, right? Um, I have always been a pretty positive person and like to think that I came into growth mindset pretty early, even before I knew it was growth mindset. I didn't even have a clue, Um, but I've had my lazy days kick in and sometimes I've let my fear of failure stop me, but in generally, I was always willing to try. I've been knocked down pretty hard over my years and have still gotten up, so there's like the grit and I mean really all of us have and because we are all unique we all handle it different I have a childhood of divorced parents mom had cancer diagnosed when I was six she passed when I was 14 a stepmother who I didn't who I liked until I didn't like her I was drinking at age 14 and started smoking by 16 and so on I joined the Navy when I was 20 and that was out of fear of failure to my dad I mean there's plenty for me to blame my circumstances all my life but I don't believe that I believed I could change it. Now, I wasn't always thinking about the consequences of those decisions, but I went in feet first and no peeking. We'll just say that's how it was. The Navy raised us to learn a whole new set of ways. I learned how to reassemble an M16 in under a minute. There's a skill I will always need. I learned how to shoot an M240 saw, which was crazy. Um, I threw a practice grenade, oddly called an M69, That was all in my first two years of being in the Navy, and that was when I was stationed with the Marines, even more exciting. So as I shot through the ranks going from E3 to E6 in four years, I thought I knew it all. I was good at what I did. I embraced the lifestyle. 
I still had a lot of growing pains though. I was mouthy, say it ain't so. And I still had sort of the I'm invincible kind of syndrome. I still wanted approval for the things I had done and feedback as to whether or not I was doing them well. I had to slow down though. And this took me a really long time to recognize because my age wasn't allowing me to learn how to become the leader the Navy needed me to be. And that was not an easy lesson. That took years. Um, and that really took almost six years. And when I was selected for chief, my whole world changed. And it literally changed overnight. Um, anybody that's ever been selected for chief in the Navy will tell you that you wake up the next day after being told you were selected and all of a sudden you feel like you don't know anything. And the chief's mess had a lot of lessons I needed to learn in a very a little amount of time. And here are some of those lessons. The chief's mess. This is everybody together. And the mess is based on trust and backing. Networking is key. Personal development is constant. Be a deck plate leader. That means leading from away from your desk and you lead from the front and you need to get better at prioritizing. That was a hard one. Be open to allowing other ideas. And that may be from the sailors that worked for you. Their ideas may be something that are great and empowering them to have that. Make sure everybody understands the mission and the vision, hold them accountable. You had to get the mission done. And if, even if I didn't agree with the priority at the moment from the higher authority, I still had to go and sell that idea to everybody that worked for me as though it were the main idea and not to undermine any of the rank structure. I mean, that's part of the military is all about having the rank structure and making sure that that lives on every day. And so I didn't agree with every priority at that moment, but it didn't matter if the CEO, which is our commanding officer said, jump. We just basically said how high. And the last one is the mess. The chief's mess is the backbone of the Navy. So all those lessons in eight short weeks. And I had to continue to do my job, be a wife, be a mom to an 18 month old at the time. So my priorities were high in demand and coming at me from everywhere. It doesn't mean that I kept my stuff together because I definitely didn't. Um, but becoming the leader had the most profound impact though. I thought I was a leader until I made it there. And then I felt like I had no idea what I was doing. We studied over the course of those eight weeks, John Maxwell's 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. And that was completely eye-opening. I had tried Covey's seven habits, but I had to master one to get to the next. And I just really struggled with that. And it made it seem like it was an impossible task and it could take me eons to be able to get to the next level. And eventually it just got frustrating. And so I, I gave in, right? I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm willing to admit that I gave in, but with 21 irrefutable laws, it was never about mastering one to go to the next. It literally was about here are the things that are important. Here is how to do them. Take one and run with it, right? And practice it and bring it into your leadership style. And that made me feel like I had a choice in which ones I was picking. And I could work on the ones that I felt like were the hardest for me um, and really try to bring them into my style and practice that. Ultimately, it was how to help those around you and become the leader the Navy has needed me to become. Over the years until I retired, I really worked hard at practicing all those laws. And then I learned my next lessons when I became a program administrator for um, graduate medical education. And I worked in the pediatric residency program. Absolutely one of my favorite jobs ever, honestly. 
And there, I really learned the meaning of growth mindset. Um, And like I said, I probably have always done it, but I never had a label to it. And now I knew the importance of it and to continue to spread the importance of having that growth mindset. And watching all these newly graduated doctors turn into not just a pediatrician, but a military doctor at the same time, they all went to civilian medical schools. And then they had, and then they never even did any military time from there. And then they came over to the military, not just as an intern, but then also, you know, now we're a lieutenant and we're expected to know all the military stuff. And so it was very impressive. And I felt a part of that process. Now, my bosses were amazing and brought me in on anything I wanted to learn. So here comes the sponge. This is where I learned more about lifelong learning as doctors are always on the quest to continue to learn incorporate new tech, create studies to better healthcare and teach others to be their replacement when it's their time to retire. One of my chief residents gave me the book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Now I would love to say the F word, but considering I had said that this was a G rated and not explicit, I have to comply. And so I really loved that book and I thought it was hilarious that she gave it to me. And um, I never expected her to actually embrace that one. It was really kind of a weird one, but I love the fact that she gave it to me and truly I have highlighted it and I love the book. And then lastly, I attended a class that spoke about grit. So I added these to my collections as they all had skills. I wanted to practice. I did practice and I still practice. And now as I moved into becoming an entrepreneur, I added even more to my collection. I mean, I constantly kept learning, embracing this principle and some I loved and others, I learned what I did not want to do. I figured out I was a, I was not a go for no kind of girl. I didn't like the 12 week year as it was too intense and short period of time. And I just wanted to be more relaxed than that. Um, but I love the art of creating abundance for yourself. My girlfriend even gave me the book Dare to Lead to increase my ability to lead a team in a different way than I'd ever had. And for me personally, working on my ability to focus on a goal and create plans I had for me. And that pretty much catches you up to, I think, my entire life summed up in growth mindset. And I wanted to share a little bit about the books that moved me and why. But first, let me share lifelong learning's importance. It's important for number one, personal growth and development. It helps you continuously improve your knowledge, skills, and abilities that can lead to that personal growth and development. You learn from all sorts of different people, the good and the bad. That's all part of that personal growth. Then you have your career advancement piece. This is about helping you stay relevant in your field and gain new skills that can obviously lead to some type of career career promotion or advancement. Three is keeping up with our world. Our world moves very fast and it moves in a tech savvy world. And learning those technologies and innovations and using them allows you to adapt to these ways of thinking, working, and living. Number four is cognitive health, and it has been linked to improve your health and as well as help you prevent or delay age-related cognitive decline. I love to do Sudoku. My brother-in-law got me hooked on it years ago. And as I've aged, you know, over, and it's really become more increasingly in the last like five or six, seven years, I guess, I have noticed that I do more Sudoku so that I can keep my brain activity. Like, I feel like I've lost some of that ability to remember things. And I'm like, if I don't keep exercising those neurons, then eventually they just quite away and they go. And then I'm going to 
start to just continue to see this decline. And so I do these puzzle, puzzles in hopes to keep up my critical thinking. And I'm sure that there is definitely something to that, right? That cognitive ability. I've always just done it because I'm like, I want to keep my brain functioning as best as I can for as long as I can. Number five is personal fulfillment. And it can bring you a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction and accomplishment. Because when you're able to practice some of these um, personal, like these skills, um, doing that provides you that satisfaction that you can do these things, that you can learn new things, that you can master them even. Practice, practice, practice equals mastery at some point, right? So now I want to get into like which books I was talking about. So the first one I mentioned was 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Now I'm going to give you the ones that I, I love I have embraced, now all of them are extremely important, but some stuck out to me more than others. And those are the ones I really wanted to share with you. So the first one is the law of buy-in. And I have probably, there's many people that can say, I've heard her say this before. And that's getting others to buy into us before they even know our vision. They must believe in us and that we can help them. The second one is law of the lid. If you don't continue to grow as a leader, your ability to impact diminishes. So that is extremely important. As you start to hear these, you're going to go, oh yeah, this all like circles around to growth mindset and having grit. (laughs) Law of addition focuses on others, creating value and working to bring in new leaders, right? At some point you're going to leave and you're going to want those new leaders to come in and be able to take your place. Who best to help them than you? The law of inner circle. Actually, I'll go to the law of empowerment first. Because that kind of goes with the law of addition. And the law of empowerment is, is not withholding the knowledge and allowing others to grow and trusting them to do the work. Right? That's the part of creating value and working in to bring new leaders too. So law of addition and law of empowerment kind of go really well hand in hand. The next one is the law of inner circle. Surrounding yourself with others who have strengths that you don't and knowing that their interest lies in supporting the group. The last one I want to mention is law of priorities. Again, this is something I teach all the time. Having clarity in your goals and focusing on what will provide the biggest return. Now, there is way more to each one of these, but I just wanted to give you kind of the premise and the ones that I found to be the most um, impactful on my life. The second one is a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, and I'm sure you guys have heard these books before. But my takeaways, some of my biggest takeaways in this and that have impacted me are mindset is important, but you can change it. Knowing the difference between fixed versus growth already allows you to make different decisions. Just knowing those two things allows you to choose how you react to things differently or how you think of things differently. And most growth mindseted people don't think about getting to the top because the growth is the love of what they do. And then that automatically moves them to the top. They're happier. More people are surrounding them. You have more, um, you're, you're happy about what you're doing and you're putting more effort and productivity into what you're doing, which makes you a great candidate to move up. So it just sort of happens. And then lastly, growth mindset looks directly at your mistakes, uses the feedback, and you take altered strategies accordingly right? I'm always talking about, I love feedback. I put my big girl pants on every day so that if I get feedback and it's not necessarily the easy feedback to take, like, oh my goodness, you're not doing this well. You should probably change this. Instead of getting offended that somebody even critiqued me, I go, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't see it from that perspective. Thank you so much. And then I incorporate that and create altered strategies. 
So number three, my book is Grit by Angela Duckworth. This is another book I picked up while I was um, working at the hospital in pediatrics. But here's my top things that I took away from this that I absolutely love. Grit is about holding on to your top level goal for a long period of time. It's like holding on to the one that you wanted and being able to do that for a very long time. It's not the, not the goal that's in five years. It's the goal that's in 10 and being able to hold that. And then you can grow your own grit. Even if you weren't gritty, even if you're not gritty today, you can change that. And the more grit you have, the increase in your life satisfaction. There has actually been studies to it. So the fourth book I've already talked about, sort of uh, the subtle art of not giving an F. And that really is, if we have poor values, this is one of my big takeaways. If you have poor values, we are giving Fs to things that don't matter and make our life worse. And when we have good values, we divert our Fs to something better to improve our well-being. And I love that because we always start to give, you know, a lot of emphasis on things that don't matter. And we really should be giving those, those Fs to things that do matter in our lives and put the Fs in there. And that's the part that I absolutely love about this book. So number five is a book called Dare to Lead, which I had mentioned before. And this one, I even did a podcast episode on it. I want to say it was two, was it last week? or so the week before on perfectionism. And perfectionism is a self-destructive and addictive habit. I would have never thought of it like that, but it is, it's addictive. You want to constantly be perfect and having that, um, always striving for for perfection stops you from actually doing anything. It's self-destructive, exactly like it says. Also, your team needs you to be able to listen, stay curious, be honest, and keeping confident. And then to wake up and think no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. And you go to bed thinking, yes, I am imperfect and vulnerable and sometimes afraid, but that doesn't change the truth that I am brave and worthy of love and belonging. I absolutely love that. And the last book on my list is called Riches F and that's by Amanda Francis. And this really focuses on thinking of your goals and living the life and thoughts of abundance. And no matter what that looks like, and you are allowed to have abundance and that is okay. It is not a selfish request. You, nobody expects you to live poor. God does not expect you to live poor. You can be in abundance, but you do have to have the mindset to go with it. So those are some of my favorite books. Like I have lots, but these are the top ones that I felt like have really impacted me the most over my years, right? From the Navy all the way through pediatrics and then on to becoming an entrepreneur. And they are all important and play a role at some point in my life and how I do things, the choices I have made, the values I hold and how I carry them out every single day. And part of that is just making sure that I'm constantly improving myself. What can I learn? What can I practice? What can I take on the next time? And I really love every time I learn something new that is useful, right? I mean, obviously I don't want to learn things that aren't useful, but when I learn something that I can actually implement, it gets me excited again. It, I thrive on it. So let's bring this back home and recap. Lifelong learning is important to our overall health and emotional well-being. 
improving knowledge and skills, cognitive abilities as we age, career advancement, and really keeping up with today's tech. I would love to learn about what books have impacted you and in your life, things that you have taken away. And I would love to know the titles of them. That way we can exchange ideas here. That's what it's all about. So feel free to send me a message, whether it's on social media or email, and let me know what books have that have had that profound effect on you. I hope you all have a great week. If you have any questions about today's episode, please reach out. All the contact info is below. And if you don't want to miss an episode, be sure to follow. And if you feel like this episode has helped you in some way, share it on social media and tag me. I would love to shout you out. And all my social media info is in that show notes as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, keep staying gritty. Hey friend, before you go, I would love to read your takeaways from this episode. I would be so blessed and grateful if you had a few moments to share your thoughts in a review. So just hop on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll below the episodes and click on the purple write a review this episode inspired you today to make a change, share on your Instagram or your Facebook stories and tag me at The Gritty Coach. I would love to tag you back in my stories. Just remember to never give up. You never fail. You just learned a way how not to do something. So try again. I believe in you. And until we meet again, keep up the grit. Yay!